I, I just believe the Lord has some great things for us. And if we open our hearts and open our minds, there's no telling what God will do here in the next few minutes. Amen. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to read a verse. I'm just going to let you be seated. I'm going to preach a little bit. Thank you, singers. Y'all are awesome. Give our praise team, worship, worship team, a great hand here today. What a great job they've done. Amen. Hallelujah. It's Easter. Brother Rory's already said it. We missed Easter last year. Did not to have, get to have an Easter service. So we're glad to be back worshiping the risen Savior. Amen. The God that is still alive. Can you say amen? Let me, let me talk to you. And I won't be long today. But I, I do want to deliver some things. I thought this week. I, was, I, I got in my truck on the Friday. And was riding down the road. And I thought. Now this is the day. That was, and we know it wasn't the exact day, but this is the day of Jesus' death. And so I just said, thank you, Lord, for Calvary. Thank you for the cross. We celebrate the resurrection today, but without the cross, there would be no resurrection. And, and we understand that. And I want to talk a little bit about the cross. But then yesterday, yesterday was Saturday, the day between Friday and Sunday, and we, we celebrate the resurrection today, but yesterday, and I think someone made mention of it earlier, was a silent day in the Bible. You ever been to the place where you just couldn't get a prayer answered, you think God wasn't going to answer, and you didn't hear anything from him, and you wondered where God was, and, and perhaps you just felt alone, and it was silent, it seems like the heavens were shut up. You couldn't find an answer anywhere, and, and, and it was just silent. It was nothing there. Well, let me just tell you, it's Saturday, but Sunday's coming because there's an answer on the way, and his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So today I want to talk about the cross for just a little bit. Wow, what a powerful presentation a few minutes ago about the cross. And I can never, in human words, explain to you the horror that Jesus went through at the cross. At the cross, it was not a scene that was wonderful and beautiful to look upon with the human eye. It was bloodshed. It was pain. It was agony. It was, it was things that we do not know about because we as individuals have never encountered. But he took stripes upon his back. He took a crown of thorns upon his head. He took nails through his hands and through his feet. He took a sword through his side. He took pain and agony. And let me tell you why he did it. He did it because he loved the world. And he loves you and I. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish. But all should come to repentance. Thank God for the cross. Thank God that Jesus Christ, nobody took his life. He laid it down. The scriptures tell us he could have called 10,000 angels. He could have called legions to help him. But he decided that he must die. Here's the thing, the horror of the cross to Jesus Christ. He was a man that knew no sin. He was a man that knew no sin in his lifetime. The only perfect man that has ever lived in the, on the face of this earth in a human body. 
was Jesus Christ. But that man, Jesus, now just stay with me for a few minutes today. That man, Jesus, took the sin of the whole world and put them on his shoulders and walked up Golgotha's hill and nailed them to a cross so that you and I would not have to die for our sin. Because the scriptures say that the wages of sin is death. When you sin, you die. It happened to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And since that time, the institution of death has come to every man because sin came into the world. It was Romans 6 and 3, I believe, that said for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what he did on that wonderful day of Golgotha, he nailed our sins to the cross and he took death upon himself where that you and I would not have to die. So what happened at Jesus' death? What happened? Let me just read a few scriptures today. I'm preaching today, by the way. My simple subject will be resurrection power. But I got to say a few things to get there. Matthew 27 verse 50 said this. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. And the earth did quake. And rocks rent. Watch this. And graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And came out of the graves after his resurrection. And went into the holy city and appeared to many. In other words, when Jesus hung his head on the cross and said, It is finished. The veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. You must understand that the veil was was there so that not just anybody could go into the Holy of Holies. The veil in the temple separated where the high priest went from where there was daily worship. The veil was where only the high priest went one time a year to offer sacrifice for the sins of his people. And those sins were not forgiven in the Old Testament They were simply rolled on another year. So every year, the high priest had to go behind the veil. But what Jesus did when he said it is finished, there was an unseen hand. My God, I get chills thinking about it. That reached down out of heaven and tore that veil in two. And they flung it wide. And here's what the Lord was saying. You don't have to have a priest go repent for you. You don't have to have anybody offer a sacrifice for you. All you need is to enter into the Holy of Holies. And now you can come to God who is now approachable by all men. I'm here to tell you what death did and what the resurrection did and what the power of the cross is all about is giving us access to God and access to the things of God. You don't have to get me to repent for you. All you have to do today is walk behind the veil and let the Lord Jesus touch you with his holy hand and his holy power. Somebody shout amen. It was Jesus that, I like that, whoever done that. Thank you for shouting amen like I said. Hallelujah. 
John 11, it was Jesus that said this to Martha. Because you know death is so final. Death is horrible. Death is what we grieve. Death is not good. But Jesus is standing at the tomb of Lazarus and, 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 and Jesus is looking at Martha and, and she's saying, if my, brother, if my brother wouldn't have died if you'd have just showed up on time. And he said, what you don't understand is I am on time. He said, because I am the resurrection and I and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, watch this, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. He said, do you believe this, Martha? She said, oh, I believe he's gonna rise again at the first resurrection. She said, no, 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 no. He said, you don't get it still. You've made me the God of yesterday by saying if you'd have been here. Now you wanna make me the God of tomorrow by saying he's gonna rise again in the first resurrection. I'm here to tell you he's about to rise again now because I am the resurrection and I am the life. I'm not just the God of yesterday and I'm not just the God of tomorrow. I'm the God of right now. And God said, I am the resurrection and the life. And if you believe, you're going to live again. There's power in the resurrection. Thank you for the cross, Lord. We're not here to lament and wail and, and, just, and just talk about the cross. I can't talk about it. When they were playing all these, these things on the screen, my eyes welled up with tears thinking about what he's done for me. But I want to tell you what I'm here to celebrate today. The power of resurrection. Because Jesus didn't die in vain, he got up. Hallelujah. He conquered death and hell. He went to the spirits in prison. He took the keys out of the devil's hands. I wish I could preach the way I want to preach today and preach as long as I need to preach today. But I'm just here to tell you, there's power in his resurrection because he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Paul said that I may know him. Philippians 3.10, that I may know him. Somebody said that I may know him. And Paul said, and the power, the power of his resurrection. Now he went on to say, I want to know him in the fellowship of his suffering and be made conformable unto death. But that's not all he said. He said, I want to know him through the power of his resurrection. And then in 1 Corinthians, I'm going to read this. It's going to take just a moment. But you've got to grasp this today to know where I'm going. Because you see, when we talk about Easter Sunday and when we talk about resurrection power, brother, it is only through the powerful Miracle-working power of God can't happen another way. Let me give you a little scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 11 through 22. I've preached this many times, but I'll just skip down. Paul talking about the resurrection. He talked about the cross. And in verse 13, he said, If there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not risen. And if Christ be not risen, he said, our preaching is as vain and your faith's in vain. In other words, if you don't believe in the power of resurrection, you, your, your faith is all for nothing. If we believe it's all over with here and we die, we don't die like dogs die or cats die. I hate to break the news to you, but there's no dog heaven. I know some of you think it is and you'd probably debate me on that. 
But we are people with souls. And so when we die, we have hope beyond death. Somebody say amen. Our faith today brings us to this church believing that when we die and they roll us down this aisle, it ain't over. But what we're going to do is land somewhere in eternity with God. That's what my hope says. That's what your faith says. Amen? And Paul said, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your preaching, preacher, is for naught, and your faith is for nothing. That's what he's saying. But he goes on in verse 16, he said, for if the dead rise not, then, Christ, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Yet are ye are yet in your sins. In other words, you didn't even get forgiven for your sins if he didn't get up and if he didn't perform what he performed back at the cross. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ or perish. He said, if we had hope in this life only, we would be of all men most miserable. Somebody shout amen. Watch this now. Watch this now. For since by man came death, By man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Adam brought sin, sin brought death. Christ brought life and Christ brought resurrection. Now, I I gotta explain some things for you to understand today. I preach this a lot almost every Easter, I guess. But the Bible talks about, the Bible talks about the death of Jesus. And so we believe that and we know that. But I want you to hear me today. I want you to say this with me today. It's a, it's a quick Bible study. Say it with me. God never died. God can't die. It's impossible for God to die. God is life. He is the very personification of life. And, and God is a spirit and not a person. Did you hear me? God is not a person. John 1.18 said nobody's ever seen God. You can't see God. God is just a spirit. God's in this place today. God will be with you in your house today. God will be with you in your car today. God is a spirit. Have I got you? Everybody with me? So God can't die. You can't kill a spirit. If you could, I'd kill a bunch of them around here. You can't kill a spirit. God never died. That's why the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Here's what happened real quick. Y'all got time for this? I hope you do because I'm going to do it. God, the spirit, overshadowed Mary, the little virgin girl. History said she was 14 years old. God overshadowed a little virgin girl, and she got pregnant by God. She didn't know a man. If you believe God's a person, you don't believe in the virgin birth. I'll just leave that right there. But God overshadowed Mary, and Mary conceived and brought forth a child. That child was born of a woman, but it was fathered by a spirit. So that child was both God and man. As God, he broke bread and fed 5,000. As God, he walked on water. 
As God, he raised Lazarus from the dead. As God, he healed blind Bartimaeus. As God, come on now, that's the God side of him. But as man, he ached, he hurt, he had pain. He went through all kind of situations just like we do. The Bible said he was hungry. The Bible said he was thirsty. The Bible said he was weary. He was a man, but yet he was God. He was 100% God and 100% man. Now what happened at Calvary was that when Jesus Christ went to Calvary, the man died. But God didn't die. As a matter of fact, the body of Jesus couldn't die until that spirit left that body. That's why on the cross Jesus said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Everybody with me today? I preach it to you. You need to hear what I'm saying because when that spirit left the body, the body bowed its head and died for three days. The spirit was gone. God left the body. Left it. He died. Jesus, the man, died. God didn't die. Say it again. God never can die. He, he never has. He never will. But the Son of God died. And then three days later, they had Roman soldiers. I love this scene. They had Roman soldiers camped out around about the tomb. They had sealed it up real good. They thought, we got him now. We got this business stopped. No more preaching. No more miracles. We've got, and the Spirit paid no attention to the Roman soldiers. And God don't have to have a crack in the door because he is the omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God. And he walked right into that tomb. How Hallelujah. And when that tomb, that tomb, when he got inside that tomb, he touched the body of Jesus. And the Bible said he got up. Had he put off his grave clothes, folded them, and put them aside, the angel rolls the stone away, and out walks Jesus Christ. The God of glory has come back into the body, and the body is now alive, and he is now the resurrected Christ. Now, I want to talk to you about the power of resurrection. You say, preacher, you've been talking about the dead don't really die, and how are we going to rise again? i got to preach to you from Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. Therefore, Therefore, here's what we're going to do today, Robin. Here's what we're going to do, Lacey. Therefore, we are buried with Christ in baptism. Romans 6 and 4. That like unto Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also we should walk in the newness of life. Watch number 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. When you're baptized into Christ, you are baptized into his death. But when you arise, you arise to walk in the newness of life. And then comes the power of resurrection. How do you get it? Well, let me just tell you. I just told you the story how that God left the body of Jesus, then came back into the body of Jesus. If you can't say amen, just give me a good nod anyway. Amen. And when, when that spirit touched the body, the body's raised again. The body comes out, stays on earth, it's a glorified body. And then it ascends back up into glory. 500 people watch it. They go back to the upper room. Remember what Jesus said was he on the earth? He said, I'm with you, but I'm going to be in you. Is that what he said? Is that what he said? How many of you believe that God, the spirit, 
came back at Pentecost and dwelt in those people that were baptized with the Holy Ghost. You believe that? I'm going to prove that to you today. But here's what I want to talk about when it comes to resurrection power. And I got time. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Here's what Paul said. He's talking about being planted in his, in his likeness of his death and, and, and also in the likeness of his resurrection. And you're baptized into Christ. That's what we do when we baptize. But here's what else happens. In Romans chapter 8 Paul is talking and he said but if the spirit Put that up if you will. I want you to notice something with me. See that, but if the Spirit, see that word Spirit? It is capitalized in every version of the Bible in that verse. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. If he, the same Spirit, is dwelling in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his, there it is again, spirit that dwelleth in you. You know why it's a big S there? Because it's a proper name. It's a proper noun. It is the spirit of God. And the spirit of God comes into us to give us the same resurrection power that Jesus had when he got out of the grave. You have to have resurrection power. If you don't believe the Bible, I can't help you. But if you believe the Bible, I'm fixing to show you how I know that. Because in Joel chapter 2, God was speaking through the prophet Joel in verse 28. And this is what he said. He said, it shall come to pass afterward that I, this is God speaking, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And I'm not going to finish that because I could preach a lot about what's up there. But I am going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Now notice what happened from that point until Acts chapter 2. Where the Bible said in Acts chapter 2 verse 1. If you will put that up please brother Tommy. I'm working you hard again today. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were with one, all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind it filled all the house where they were sitting read on and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance this church still believes that I said this church still believes that. Somebody ought to, ought to help me say it today. This church still believes that. We believe that God still baptizes people with an Acts chapter 2 experience because here's what happened. I'm not going to read too many verses here, but on down in that chapter in verse 16, the Bible said Peter, he stood up with the 11, and then this is what he said. He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. What? What are you talking about? And then he quotes the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last day, saith God. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So what happened in Acts chapter 2 is what God said he was going to do. Now Paul said the Holy Ghost is Christ in us. The hope of glory. I believe that. 
But when Jesus comes in, it's the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of a departed person, which is Jesus Christ. It is a Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Ghost. And when you get it, you get resurrection power because that's what got God, that's what got Jesus up out of the grave is God coming back into the body. I hope I'm not carrying you too fast today, but I want you to see that we are buried in baptism and then when we get up, we gotta seek that Holy Ghost. We gotta seek that Holy Spirit. We want a baptism of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. We want an apostolic anointing of the Holy Ghost in our life because when Jesus comes back, you go, you go, you say, well, how did that happen? Go, I'm challenging you today. Go read Acts chapter two. Read Acts chapter eight. Read Acts chapter 10. Read Acts chapter 19 and how they received the power of resurrection because Paul said it after the book of Acts. He said the same spirit that, that raised up Jesus from the dead, if it's in you, if it's in you, I've just proven to you by the word of God that it is a spirit of God in you. If you want resurrection power, get all the other spirits out and get the Holy Spirit. Get all the other ghosts out and get the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Ghost is resurrection power. It's not normal for a man just to get up out of the grave. It's not normal for a man to just walk out from death resurrected. We know that. But brother, let me tell you, maybe I ought to mention this. When the Spirit of God left Jesus and he died and they took his body off the tree and put him in a grave, let me tell you where the Spirit of God went. It's in your Bible. Many people just don't recognize it. The Spirit of God went to hell. Where it went, Josh? Went to hell. The Spirit of God went. I love this. Wouldn't you like to been a fly on the wall when the devil hears footsteps and hears God walking down the halls of hell? He says, where's Lucifer? I need to talk to him. And he, and he finds the devil himself. And he says... Just holds his hand now. Here. Here. I'm just paraphrasing now. I'm just imagining now. I don't know how it all went down. But here's what I do know. When he came out of hell, he had the key to death and the key to hell. He took him away from the devil. He literally took him away from the devil. And he walked out of hell with the key of death and hell in his hands. That's why Paul said, if you really believe, you don't ever die because you just go to sleep in Jesus because there's going to be a resurrection. And when the resurrection takes place, if you've got resurrection power, you're coming out of the grave. You're coming out of the grave. I'd like to be standing somewhere near a graveyard when the trumpet sounds because, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of ground that's going to burst asunder and the Lord is going to get a lot of people up out of that grave. And I want to tell you something else. It's not just for the dead in Christ. We which are alive and remain, Paul said, shall be caught up together to meet him in the air. When the resurrection of the rapture takes place and the resurrection is near, you're going to have to have 
resurrection power. And Paul said it's the same power that got Jesus up out of the grave. Woo! My, 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 my. What are you happy about, preacher? I'm happy because I got resurrection power. I was just a little boy when they convinced me I, I needed to repent of my sins. I, I was so bad, I was so glad to baptize uh, uh, Lace, not Lacey, Quincy and Molly's girl, Lily, last Sunday. Just a little bitty girl. I saw that picture, her head barely sticking up out of the water. But you know what? I was so glad to baptize her because I was just a boy when I went down in water in the name of Jesus Christ. I can remember seeking God and asking the Lord to fill me with the Holy Ghost. And at the tender age of seven years old, God baptized me with resurrection power. I hadn't had to live in fear. I hadn't had to worry about tomorrow. I don't have to worry about death. I don't, look, when we bury one of the saints of God, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible said, precious in the sight of the Lord. We hurt and we grieve and we cry and we mourn, but they're better off than they've ever been because they're more alive than they've ever been because of resurrection power. Hallelujah. That's why Paul said, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? I'm here to tell you on a Sunday morning, there's resurrection power to be had. And everybody needs a little bit of it. And if you want to find out how to get it, go read how they got it in Acts. Go read how it happened in the book of Acts. The Bible said cloven tongues like as fire set upon each of them and they all spoke in tongues. In Acts chapter eight, the Bible talks about them receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost and there was great joy in the city. In Acts chapter 10, the Bible said that, that the Holy Ghost fell at Cornelius' household and they spoke in tongues. That's how the people that were with, with Peter knew that they got the Holy Ghost because they were speaking in tongues. I'm just here to tell you, I want everything the Bible's got for me. I want everything the book of Acts has got for me. I want everything I can get from God. And I want power, resurrection power in my body. Hallelujah. Those of you who want to be baptized, I'm going to dismiss you right now. Go right through that door. Somebody's waiting on you. If you want to be baptized, if you was here last Sunday and you didn't get in on it, go get in on it. We're about to baptize some more people in Jesus' name right here. Come on, Jordan. Hallelujah. I want you to high-five me when you come by here. Yeah, yeah. Go, girl. devil take that devil I'm, I'm tired of the lying foolish devil I'm tired of him trying to tell people hey, you're too bad you can't, you can't live for God you can't be bad you can't have the power of the Holy Ghost I'm here to tell you God is the quickest forgiver there ever was on the face of man and I'm here to tell you he has forgiven your sins he'll wash you white as snow you can walk out here to, come on honey if you haven't been baptized in Jesus name today is the day let me explain it again if you need to go back and watch my sermon from last Sunday it wasn't cause I preached it was cause it was the word of God 
but you need to hear what I'm about to say. If you didn't have a preacher putting you underwater and say, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, you need to let me do that today because that's a Bible baptism. So, when the trumpet sounds, I'm going to get up out of that grave. If I'm there, if I'm I'm here, I'm going from right here. You know why? Not because I'm a good boy. Not because I got X number of dollars in the bank. Not because my daddy was a preacher. Not because I've been raised around the church. But because somewhere along the way, Brother Eric, I got resurrection power. And that power is living right in here. And if you want to go in the rapture, you better make sure you've got resurrection power. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You, you, you know what? I know some of, some of you may think we're crazy today, but you ought to become a tongue talker. You ought to do it in your private time. You ought to do it in the public. You ought to do it when you can. You ought to pray till God baptizes you with the Holy Ghost and fire. I got to tell you a quick story. I can't tell you who, but there's a church in town that don't believe in what I'm preaching today. But the preacher this week told somebody, or last week maybe, told somebody, he said, guess what happened in my church? The preacher, he said, all of a sudden, there was somebody that stood up and started speaking in tongues in my church. And the preacher said, I think it's cool. Matter of fact, I'm going to start teaching on it. And we think start doing it in my church. In the last days, saith God, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Y'all don't want me to do my demonstration again, do you? I got to do it one more time. Hadn't done it in a while. Hallelujah. He didn't say. I got the wrong one. He didn't say. He didn't say, I'm going to sprinkle you with a little Holy Ghost. He didn't say that. You know what he said? In the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm just going to come through Christian life pouring out my spirit. I'm going to come through the world pouring out my spirit. I'm going to pour it out on everybody. You want some of this? I'm going to pour it out. I'm going to pour it out. I'm going to pour it everywhere. You know why? Because that's the promise of God. And when you get it all over you, you get it the Holy Ghost way, the book of Acts way. Resurrection power. Come on, stand up with me. Resurrection power. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house today. When you get it, the Bible, it'll get up, get up, get up out of that grave for you. It'll cause you to want to say, even so, come Lord Jesus. You'll be ready for what comes next. Hallelujah. When Jesus walked out of that grave, it was more than just a miracle. It was a sign through all those that would come hereafter. Death has no hold on you. Sin has no hold on you. Everything's going to be all right because I've got it all in my hands. Is there anybody here today that knows the power of resurrection and you know what I'm telling you is right 
And you know what I'm telling you? Anybody ever got the Holy Ghost in this room? Anybody ever spoken other tongues in this room? Anybody ever been baptized with His Spirit in this room? Anybody ever experienced Jesus in this house? The power of resurrection is living in us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I preached last Sunday, and I'm going to do this real quick. I preached last Sunday on baptism, and I told about Peter being handed the keys to the kingdom of heaven in Acts, um, excuse me, in Matthew chapter 16. And so in Acts chapter 2, when they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? He said, watch this now. He said, first thing you got to do is repent. Everybody say repent. That means you've got to turn around from your sin, walk the other way, and ask God to forgive you. Right? That's repentance. And then he said, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, if you want to check me out, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. When you go down in water, you bury the old man, and when you come up, you arise to walk in the newness of life. That's what the Bible said. I just read it to you all ago. You are baptized. There's no other way to get into Christ. You can't believe into Christ. You can't get into Christ. I challenge you to go check your scriptures. The only way to get into Christ is through baptism. You are baptized into his death. You are baptized into Christ. Everybody with me? When that happens, the Bible, put it back up. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. I'm preaching Bible today. The Bible said, Peter said, repent and be baptized for the remission of sins and you shall not you might, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So now that, that we've come here, for those of you who do not yet have it, I want you to seek God for it. I want you to ask God for it. I want you to believe God for it. I want you to say in your private time, Lord, I want a book of Acts experience in my life. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. As a matter of fact, you can receive it right here this morning. You can have the Holy Ghost where you're standing. You can walk to the front of this room. We'll lay our hands on you just like they did in the book of Acts. And God will baptize you with the Holy Ghost in fire. You can have that experience. Amen. Somebody shout resurrection power. The same spirit that raised up Christ of the dead. If it's in you, if it's in you. If it's in you, if it's in you, it's going to quicken your mortal body. There's a resurrection day coming, and you need the power of resurrection to go in the rapture.